Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Encuentro. It's Thursday. We thank the Lord for yet another beautiful day. And we begin this day with the prayer of St. Francis, asking the Lord once again to use us to accomplish his work today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is sadness, let me bring joy. Divine Master, grant that I may seek not so much to be consoled, but to console. Not so much to be understood, but to understand. Not so much to be loved, but to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in forgiving that we are forgiven. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Today is Thursday and we are celebrating the feast day of the great apostles, St. Simon and Jude. Our gospel reading today is from St. Luke, chapter 6, verses 12 to 16. Jesus went up to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When they came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. This is the first time the band of 12 disciples of Jesus are named. There's a couple of fascinating things we need to notice about this group of men that was to eventually win the world for Christ and even die for him. First, these were not exactly the cream of Jewish society. They were... They were ordinary people, and most of them were uneducated. They, they really were simple folk. You know, they were not qualified at all. They were not good orators. They were not wealthy. They were not influential people. And yet they were called by Jesus. And yet they were used by him in order to preach the good news and eventually win the world for him. God does not call us because we are qualified. He qualifies us when he calls us. Second, they did not exactly have special skills that were needed to preach the good news. I said, like I said, none of them were great speakers. 
None of them had a lot of financial resources to support Jesus' ministry. In fact, they weren't exactly assets. Some of them were, as a matter of fact, liabilities. Think of Judas. Or Peter, who had a very big mouth. Every time he opened his mouth, he finds himself having to insert his foot in it. Or James and John, the ambitious brothers. And yet, this small band of insignificant men were to eventually change the face of the earth. Their power didn't come from within. Their power, their skill, the abilities that eventually was to win the world for Jesus, they didn't come from them. They came from God. Third, they were a motley crew, and they were not exactly friends. Some of them were relatives, that is true, like James and John, Simon and Andrew. But it's hard to imagine all of them getting along all the time. I mean, think about it. Matthew was a tax collector. And these men were regarded by the countrymen as traitors at that time. They fleeced their countrymen, and served Rome. They were actually regarded as agents of Rome. So, it would be amazing if we had the opportunity, for for instance, to ask Simon the Zealot, whose party was sworn to hurt Romans and collaborators. Imagine what Simon the Zealot first thought when he met Matthew. They probably didn't like each other. And what about the ambitious sons of Zebedee, uh, who also apparently tended to look down on people? They were very ambitious. At one point, they got so offended that they wanted to call down fire and lightning on a certain town. And Jesus told them not to. Or the time when all the disciples found their ambitiousness so offensive that they grumbled, and Jesus actually had to intervene. There's so many other things that we can say about the first disciples of Jesus. They were really an interesting group of characters. But there's one thing that's certain about them. They really were not stellar in any way. They were plain folk ordinary people. And yet, there's also two things that are revealed to us by their ordinariness, by their plainness, by their lack of qualification even. What are these two things? First, God truly used these men. He used their very inadequacies to accomplish the work that He wanted them to do. You see, at the end of the day, we are truly simply instruments. Unworthy instruments at that, in God's hands. And yet no matter how unworthy, weak, and even sinful we are, if we place ourselves, our lives, our talents, 
our gifts, our skills, our treasure in God's hands. He can accomplish tremendous things through us. He can accomplish tremendous things in us, just as he did with the apostles. Second, what's most remarkable about these men is that they knew they were inadequate. They knew that they weren't smart or powerful or educated. They knew that they didn't possess wealth to support Jesus' ministry. They were pretty much aware of all of those things about themselves that was just inadequate and insufficient for the task at hand. They were very much aware of their unworthiness. And yet, and yet, and that is what's most amazing about these guys, that didn't stop them from believing in Jesus. That didn't stop them from offering to Jesus themselves with all their weaknesses, with all their inadequacies, with all their failures. They offered everything to him. They followed him. They obeyed him. And they cast their lot with him. They took a risk by following him. And it paid off tremendously. These were men who believed in Jesus completely. Their faith in him wasn't always perfect, but they allowed it to be perfected by Jesus. They allowed themselves to be corrected by him, to be reprimanded by him, to be admonished by him. And they hung on to his every word. They knew that on their own, they couldn't accomplish much. But they also knew that with Jesus, they could win the world. None of us is truly worthy. Some of us have skills, gifts, and talents. Some of us have been gifted by life or by nature with characteristics that are amazing. Some of us have wealth. Some of us have intelligence. And yet at the end of the day, none of us is truly worthy. The Bible tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet it is in our sinfulness, our weaknesses, and our fallenness that God calls us every single day. It is in our state of inadequacy, in fact, that he proposes to make use of us and accomplish great things through us and in us. But we have to let him. We have to believe. We have to believe in him. And we have to believe in ourselves.